This is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green with you. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Live or on demand, this hour of the program brought to you by Ingles. Low prices, love the savings. We've got a lot to talk about today again. We've got Phillip Rivers retiring. It's the end of an era in the NFL. It's the beginning of uh, of a massive overhaul in quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> it is. We're going to hit the uh, hit the casino floor and play a little quarterback roulette today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Detroit's given Dan Campbell six years. Six years. You know there are a lot of hires that I full well understand, and I think Dan Campbell's a good coach. Mm-hmm. I am lost at why you would give him a six year deal. <laughs> Because you know he's never going to live up to it. I will That's, say the staff he's bringing in is uh, it, it's quite impressive. Pretty phenomenal. Well, he has Aaron Glenn's going to be his defensive coordinator. Really? Yeah. Uh, and his offensive coordinator may very well be Mike Kafka. I mean, Aaron Glenn. That's that's a that's a that's a name that's in demand. Yeah. And he has several offers for defensive coordinator cause, jobs because he knows the Detroit job's going to open up in two years. Well, I think that was part of it when they hired Campbell is that they want Campbell's always been regarded as he's not an X's and O's guy. Right. However, he is a good team builder. He's a good morale guy. He's kind of I've always called it Johnny Raw Raw. Right. That's what he is. And I think one of the caveats of him getting this job was that we're going to spend maybe I would wager when the contract details come out here. He's probably one of the five lowest paid coaches in the NFL. Okay. But there's a possibility he's going to have one of the highest paid staffs. Right. So you bring in Kafka as the coordinate, as the offense coordinator, okay. Glenn on the defensive side. Then all of a sudden I'm looking at this going, oh, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. All right. I mean, I, I understand. I, I, we're down to two know. in there's Philadelphia. No, there's nobody going to last that long in Detroit. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll get into it more in a little bit. We're down to two candidates in Philadelphia. Two of them. We're down to two. Okay, Josh McDaniels. And? And who? Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley, running backs coach. Yep. Okay. Everything I'm hearing is it's down to two. And it's apparently a showdown between Howie Roseman, who wants Josh McDaniels, right, and Jeffrey Lurie, who wants Deuce Staley. Hmm. All right. All right. Let's... Let's talk about this Philip Rivers thing, though. I mean, this was the big this was the big news of the day. It hit right before we went on the air this morning on the Sportsocracy weekday mornings at nine a.m. on Facebook and YouTube Live. Follow, like, and share at the Sportsocracy on all the social medias. Um, Philip Rivers calling it quits ever seven, after seventeen years in the NFL, and he is a no doubt Hall of Famer. Probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, especially if we end up having a situation where like a holy trinity of quarterbacks retires this year. Yeah, five years from now, it's going to be real hard to get in the Hall of Fame because <laughs> you're going to have Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, and possibly Ben Roethlisberger all at the same time. That'd be that'd be one of the greatest classes of all time. Do you know where those three rank all-time in passing yards? Uh, all in the top ten, I would imagine. Drew's one. 
Philip Rivers is five. Okay. And Ben Roethlisberger is seven. <laughs> That's a pretty darn good class right there. You know what this list makes me really appreciate? Uh, John Elway and Dan Marino. They're the only two that haven't retired in the last 10 years that are in the top 11. Right. Philip Rivers is a really solid quarterback. He was a guy that, even though he's an NC State Wolfpacker, I couldn't pull against him. I uh, look, you know, my history with Philip Rivers goes all the way back to his NC State days when he was practically the only quarterback in ACC history that could beat Florida State. And he did in our building. Yep. And I'm still not over it. <laughs> uh, let's see, that's been 20 years later. Right. He's a fantastic quarterback. I think you overvalue him in the lexicon of history. I I mean, maybe so, because I put him right outside the top tier of quarterbacks in I NFL history. I do not. I just look for me, I pulled, you know, stats for the purpose of saying what I'm getting ready to say. Uh-huh. You can't possibly put him in the Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Dan Marino. You know, John Elway, Aaron Rodgers class. Next. All right, so even then, now you're talking about Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, who has two rings, uh, Matt Ryan that got to a Super Bowl. Stop that. I would take every one of them over Phillip Rivers. Eli Manning, you would take him over Phillip Rivers. Uh, Scoreboard, he has two Super Bowl rings. Yes, I I would. I don't care. I get, with with Phillip Rivers, I get into that Warren Moon... Yeah. Dan Fouts. Yeah. Johnny Unitas class. Yeah. That's where I think he falls That's in. That's part of that next class, right? Yeah, but see, I think there's such a difference. There's a huge drop-off there. Yes, there me. is. But what I'm saying is he's at the top of that second tier for me. And so, I mean, obviously he's not... He's not Drew Brees. The found, best quarterback in this, you know, the best quarterback in this trio of retirees obviously is Drew Brees, and it's not close. And you got Phillip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. I put Ben at two because of the rings. I agree with you. But that puts, but see what I'm saying? That puts Phillip right on the outside of that class. He is one of the be- one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in the NFL. Now he might be on the top 25 list. And not on the top five list. Yeah, and, and, and that's still, and that's there. my point. Right, I get you. I'm right there with I'm you. I'm just really glad that now he can focus on settling down and starting a family. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he hasn't perfected that yet. Is yeah, that, he's he's top seven all time in terms of number of children for a uh, current or former NFL player. Right, he's got seven kids, right? Nine, nine kids. That's right, and only two boys. That's the thing that that killed me when I saw it. I don't think I don't think I would want to be that outnumbered. I'm, of course, this coming from a guy who lives in a house that we have the majority in the of the males. Yeah, I, I'm the only. My dog is not even. Uh, a, <laughs> That's right. A boy, all your children are girls. Even, yeah, I don't even have a boy dog. <laughs> right. So I've I've been outnumbered for so long that I don't know what it feels like. Right. To, but I mean, Philip Rivers, you know, he's he is like close to top five guy in the NFL. I have the perfect comp for Phillip Rivers. Okay. Took me four hours in between shows. Boomer Esiason. I think that is the perfect Phillip Rivers comp. I want to say you're wrong, but, but I I'm don't not. think you are. But I'm not. I really don't think you are. I mean, Boomer had all the stats. Mm-hmm. He was on a pretty bad team for most of Well, he was on bad teams all his career because he was with the Jets. Well, no, he went he to was a Super with the Bowl. Bengals. He went to a Super Bowl. Well, and lost, yeah. but still. But that was the blip. 
That right? was his team. I mean, this, we're talking oh, '80s here, no. so I, I guess my Cincinnati Bengals '80s history may not be as brushed up, but I don't. I, don't I mean, remember his, that being his a, career. I mean, he was '80 and '93 as a starter, but he was a very good quarterback. <laughs> That's kind of my point. It's like he had that one good year where they went to a Super Bowl, and then the, the rest of it. And and that you know, some guys just end up in this position. Matt Stafford, he's in this class. Matt Stafford is in the in in the Boomer Esiason Philip Rivers class. He's at the very bottom of that class. I don't believe. I'm not even. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, you're Georgia fan. He's got all no no. He's got all the stats. He just doesn't have the wins. Yeah, you're. I, I'm just gonna stick with your fandom is showing. <laughs> Come on. I, I don't know. I look at Philip Rivers and just go, you know what? You were a. Do you have any double digit win seasons they had with Philip Rivers in all the years he was there? Three, four. Yeah. There was a lot, a lot of nine and seven. Uh huh. They had three in the heyday of Ladanian Tomlinson, and then they had one, well, like five, six And I years guess ago. that's my problem with Philip Rivers is that you had. A, an inarguably top five tight end and running back for the bulk of your career. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just look at that and go, but, you know, I mean, I shouldn't say bulk. He only had LaDainian Tomlinson for a couple of years. Right. Four years, to be exact. But I still look and at And they go, were what? They were what? 12 and 4, 11 and 5, three times in that stretch? 14 and 2, 11 and 5, 13 and 3. There you go. And only got to the conference championship game once. Mm-hmm. See, that to me is what separates him. When we get into these greatest of all time conversations, it, and maybe it's my bias because I am younger. Right. And I've been around for Drew Brees, who's gone umpteen number of times, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, all right. these guys that I look at their career and go, well, you went to four yeah, or Peyton you went Manning. to five. Yeah, right. And Philip Rivers, in his entire career, he only went to the playoffs six times. Mm-hmm. And I just look at that and go, I don't know. <laughs> you went on like a five-year trek where you never made the playoffs. Right. There was a, I mean, and yeah, there was a lot of 9 and 7. There was a good number of 4 and 12s and 5 and 11s. And, mm-hmm. I just but that put was him, like the curse. I put him, I mean, and yes, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, yes. in my opinion. Okay. Am I positive that he's going to end up being elected in the first ballot? No. I think he's a shoe-in. I really do. I don't think it's a shoe-in. And I'll tell you why. Okay. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks. A lot. Okay. And there's going to be a ton of players coming up in the next five years mm-hmm. i mean you're gonna see guys sit on the sidelines waiting to get that call for the hall of fame for a long time okay i can i can i can understand that i mean we've got a full class going in this year <laughs> between peyton manning and charles woodson and who else is on that list refresh my memory jared allen let's see charles calvin johnson calvin that's johnson the one, that's the big one i'm missing uh i mean these all these guys are probably first ballot hall of famers and you've got a class of three or four guys every year. I get what you're saying. There's going to be a backlog, but I still think it's. I still think he's a shoe in. I really do. I think Cam. He's going to have to go up against Cam Newton in this class. 
Like, I mean, if Cam Newton's smart and retires. Yeah, which he's not going to. <laughs> oh, you really? You think he's going to sign another one year? I think he's going to try. 100 or uh, $1 million contract? I think he's going to try. He did the last thing I heard from Cam Newton did not sound like a guy that was resigned to it being over. <laughs> I think somebody needs to get in his ear and just like, I don't look, I dude, don't disagree with you. Cool your jets. You're done. Cause there's nowhere for him to go. There I, I do not see if there is a team out there that will go, Yep, I want Cam Newton as my starting quarterback next year. I just can't do it. Do you realize how many Hall of Fame quarterbacks will have come out of like a 15 to 20 year period here? I mean, it is an insane amount. Okay. Give them to me. I mean, there's 10 no doubters, in my opinion. All right. Uh, Peyton Manning, obviously. Well, yeah. Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt in my opinion. I mean, who is even debatable in that? Then you get into a lot of. These are guys that are going to be on the ballot, and they're going to be around longer than you think. The Eli, the uh, Carson Palmer, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, stop. Uh, there are more people that think he will get in than think he won't. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There are, there, there, are, there are data entry groups that do you know computer models and yeah. things like this. I mean, I guess he has All stats, this. too, and he's got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, here's a fun story, a fun stat about Joe Flacco. If you had to guess where he was in career passing yards, and just understand this is a guy that, play, that has played from 08 to now. Mm-hmm. He was a backup last year. He was pretty much backup the year before that. So he's really played 10 years. In a really, like, you think of him as a the quarterback of a run-heavy offense that relied on the defense. 18. He's 19. Oh, he's right behind oh, Dan Fouts. <laughs> almost nailed it. He's one spot behind Dan Fouts. You know, you're you're convincing me. Yeah, would you like me to tell you some other some other guys who he threw for more yards then? Yeah. Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas, Boomer Esiason, and Donovan McNabb, <laughs> Jim Kelly, uh Jim Everett, Tony Romo, and then okay. Russell Wilson's behind him too. Okay. All right, yeah, he's in. I'm not saying he's, he's in. in. No, he's I'm in. just saying that these are guys that are going to be talked about. Yeah. And you're this will be looked at as the golden age of quarterbacks. And I'm not sure it's not going to get better. I mean, you look at how many young guys we have in this league now. Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Uh, and Russell's not really young, but you understand what I'm saying. Right. Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, who I'm not I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame yet, obviously. But right. this is a guy that one year in, the trajectory's looking pretty good. Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. I know, a you, lot. Love, I know you love Joe Burrow. Kyler Murray. Oh, stop that. You can't even start that conversation yet. I can. You can start the I conversation, but should. you'd be exactly. But you'd be wrong. I'd take Lamar Jackson as a correct answer before that. I mean, and that's another one. This is a guy with an MVP that's been in the playoffs three times mm-hmm. in three years as a starter. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think you're gonna you're gonna run into problems. That's where I think a guy like Philip Rivers Rivers runs into a problem is that as time goes on, he's gonna look less and less impressive. Maybe. That's why, I mean, and I'm not saying that he doesn't get in. I'm just not, I am not as convinced that he's a no doubt first First ballot Hall of Famer. Famer. Now, I'm not going to have the Frank Gore argument with you about uh, about Phillip Rivers. You know who he is? He's Jared Allen. 
He's another one that I'm not I'm not fully convinced he gets in. But here's in on the, the thing. It's it's a guy that if he gets in on his first ballot, you you won't be that shocked. No. Not at all. And that that's what I'm saying. He's he's the he's the Jared Allen of this year's class. Is Philip Rivers in in his class when he comes around? Like if he gets the first ballot, good for you. You you deserved it. You were a fantastic human being and you had a lot of great stats. If he doesn't make it in on the first one, guess what? He'll get in on the second one. <laughs> it's not going to be a long wait. And that's, I mean, that's the thing. You look at guys that, uh, Reggie Wayne, this is a guy that has absolutely, unequivocally zero shot of getting in the Hall of Fame anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Because he's still behind Tory Holt. And you've got guys like Alan Fanica and Steve Hutchinson and legendary offensive linemen that they're going to get in. And I'm just telling you, there's a glut of guys that, that are coming up. Yeah. Looking at the first ballot nominees that are coming up in the next few years, it is unbelievable. And we haven't even started the clock on the, the Tom Brady's and Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and the no-doubter guys. Mm-hmm. We're I so lo- lucky to be alive in such a golden age of football. <laughs> we are indeed. You know, I watch some of those NFL films things, and I'm like, man, I love that I'm alive now. It's just so good. Right. It's all so good. It is. We're, we're th- uh, what, four days away from Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. to go to the Super Bowl. D- do you realize how good that is? Of that's, course. That's as good as it gets. As good as it's ever been. This is why I am just, I am so excited. I don't want to talk about other things. <laughs> you can deduce from that what you want to. <laughs> I want to... Uh, Onward and upward, we are fixated on football. I don't want to talk about other things. Any guy, any guy that can put Dad Gummit in his official retirement statement, I did see that first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, that's a class guy right there. What do you call that? The Bobby Bowden rule, (laughs) right? This is the Roy Williams rule, actually. I, you know, I'm shocked. This is a total aside, but you said that same thing this morning. Uh huh. I am shocked at how many people have come back with me and said that's a Roy Williams thing. No, that's a Bobby Bowden thing. I understand we live in North Carolina. Bobby Bowden was the original. We, we think now, we, you can throw Roy in there, too, but don't you poo-poo <laughs> Bobby, Bowden. Bobby Bowden. That's fine. We'll share it. But, yeah, Carolina fans, will. that's that's Roy's thing. I got a lot of flack for saying that was a Bobby Bowden thing this morning, and I was and after an hour, I was just salty about it. No. Said uh, in his statement, I appreciate the referees for putting up with all of my fussing. I think I was right most of the time, dadgummit. It's great. You Philip that... Rivers is just a likable guy. Right, and then the, you got this story from Ryan McGee on ESPN, or, uh, from ESPN earlier today on Twitter, at ESPN McGee. Uh, it's just, Philip Rivers is a stand-up guy, and he always has been, and he's, uh, you know, He's never had any big problems. There's never been an issue. And he shows up every day and he gets the job done. I love those guys. And now he's going to go be a high school football coach in Alabama and probably just win state title after state title. Just reel him in. Phillip Rivers coaching in the NFL in the future. What do you think? Willie? Philip Rivers? No. I, I think this is a guy that wants to I, I think he wants to live the high school coach life. Okay. And and be with his children and live in small town USA. I, I don't You know what? That is no. that is an ending that would fit him. hundred percent. Absolutely. You know who he's gonna turn into? 
uh, what is his name? Coach Kilmer from Varsity oh, Blues. Oh, God, no. He's better than that. Oh, he's much better than that. But I, <laughs> I'm talking about the way he talks. Okay. I could easily see. There's some lines from that movie I'm not yeah. allowed to say, but I would really like to. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green. We'll play quarterback roulette up next. Pernicious. Adjective. Having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. Now, Wicked Weed's flagship IPA, winner of a silver medal at the U.S. Open Beer Championships, isn't harmful unless you're a competing IPA. Brewed in the mountains of western North Carolina, Pernicious IPA will destroy your expectations for all others in its class. Pernicious IPA inspires you to enjoy fresh and often. Order up at WickedWeedBrewing.com. Wicked Weed Brewing, the official craft beer of Furman Athletics. Drink different, drink responsibly. You're in the sports tank. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. But there is room for a doubt. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. It's time to get on the casino floor, play some roulette. Is that why you play in that incredibly old song? Man, Frank Sinatra, you can't get down with that. What do you think? Come on. That is? I don't like anything that wasn't Man. made in like the last five years. Uh, it just it's for me it's just <laughs> accumulating. Man, I love the rap. I got How can I, you not dig that? Do you realize how much flack I got not that long ago for saying that I don't like Metallica, ACDC, and Guns N' Roses? I can imagine because you're crazy on all three of those. Oh, and two of them are horrible. I'm no, not going to tell you that. which two are which. But. It's going to make you mad if that if that little statement almost made your head explode when he tells you which ones uh, are the worst. Your head will explode majorly. Oh, because mine did, horrible. and I judge him. On it daily now. Uh, there's going to be some massive upheaval in the quarterback position in the NFL. There is a projection, there is a path where we have more than a third of the league changing quarterbacks. Frankly, I don't see how we don't have more than a third of the league changing quarterbacks. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I came don't, up I don't with see a list a earlier. Though. Yeah, I came up with a list earlier today of teams. We know that there are going to be definitely three teams making major decisions because they don't have quarterbacks coming back. Uh, it would be New Orleans, the L.A. Chargers. Not New Orleans. We don't know that yet. We, we don't know. We that know that. We, we, we know really? That. We know that. Has Stop Drew Brees it. said it's, anything? We know that. Okay. Yeah, you know what never happens? Every reporter from here to Hawaii says, uh, everything I've heard is Drew's retiring. Then he walks off and has that little wispy wave on the way out. Then he goes, up, lied to you, gotcha, I'll be back. That's not happening. All right. Yes, New Orleans is one of them. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh was the other one I was referring to. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Those are in the we're not sure yet category because we don't know that that's going to happen. We don't know that Drew's not going to sit for another couple of weeks and go, you know what, I'm going to give this one more shot. Big Ben, uh, as a thing. as a gambling man, I'm going to say, yeah, he probably does. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But I'm basing, I'm trying to base this on facts. Okay, so who are your facts? Uh, New England. We know yeah. they don't have a quarterback. Well, there's that. I mean, it could be Jared Stidham. <laughs> could be. I'm I'm going to venture it's not. It's not going to be. You got the Indianapolis Colts. Their quarterback just retired. Uh huh. And this is the Jacksonville Jaguars. We know they're making a change because they're taking Trevor. 
Mm-hmm. Those are the definites right now. And then you've got a whole class of teams that will probably make changes. Your Jets is in this group. I am not as convinced of that. I think at this point it's Deshaun Watson or it's Sam Darnold. That's it. Yes. That's why I put them in this group. But I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I'm, I have taken them out of the potential you draft a quarterback class. I'm not. This is changing quarterbacks. No, no, no. I, I understand so, the. I, I wasn't yeah, yeah, talking I about the premise of the game. I, I have gotten to a point where I don't think they're drafting. The I don't think they are either. They're not going to go for Justin Fields at two. Two would be too high to take Zach Wilson or uh, Trey Lance. It's not going to happen. I don't think they're trading out of that spot low enough to go down and get a quarterback. That's just not the way I see this happening. I fully expect the New York Jets to draft Devonte Smith at number two. Or Penny Sewell. Or trade the pick. Or trade those all three of those things <laughs> right, to me. They're either going to trade it or they're going to take Devontae Smith. You think they would take Sewell? I think there's a possibility of that, yeah. Okay. And match him with Makai Becton. Yeah. Those are... That's the whew. best set of bookend tackles in the history of football. That's... <laughs> I Actually, I, I was exactly what I was getting ready to say. It would be. That's the best young set of tackles in the history of this league. Mm-hmm. And that's not hyperbole. That's too... You would have the number one rated tackle in two consecutive draft classes for me and the highest rated one I've ever had. I think what you could get back for a team that wants to get up and get Penny Sewell, though, probably would be the better path for them to take. I have have news on that that we'll talk about at a later date. But now that you have Deshaun Watson in the fold and this possible trade that could happen with the Houston Texans, that's very intriguing as well. Everything has to be on the table for the New York Jets right now. Oh, I agree. <laughs> the world is our oyster. Exactly. And I There's am so happy about so it. So much room for activities here with yeah, the New York I, Jets. I bet a lot of teams wish they were the Jets right now. <laughs> I mean, they do have a lot of money, and they have a lot of options with that number two pick. Mm-hmm. Um, would the Chicago Bears trade places with them right now? Yeah, of, of course they There would. you go. That's but, um, made the playoffs. Not every team. That's three. Uh, that's three days in a row. I found a way to get that into the show. Uh, okay, New Orleans Saints. They are in the probable. They're in brutal shape for this too. Mm-hmm. They they don't have any money. They're no. over the cap already by twenty five million dollars. Yeah. Um. What what decision can you make at this point? Can you get Jameis Winston to come back? I would say so. Yeah. Can you get him relatively cheap? Could you give him five million and have him be okay with coming back? Well, here's my question with with New Orleans: is how much money could you actually get by restructuring deals? Do Do you know how far over the cap they are? You, you, twenty five in and twenty five million in it. Mm-mm. It's more than that. Thirty five. It's ninety six million. That's not even close. That, that's not even close to being true, is it? That, that's one hundred percent true. Because Drew Brees' contract, even if he retires, it still counts. No. Because you've kicked the can down there. This, no. this is the definition of my, hey, this is why you don't do this. So guys like Trey Hendrickson, who's one of the top 15 or 20 free agents on the market, you have no shot. I feel like maybe we've talked about this before. I should have known have. that they were 100 Them million and the over the cap. Them and the Eagles. That's right. That's right. Okay. If they restructured every deal on the team, it still wouldn't get them below the... <laughs> But this, I mean, but that's going to be one of the stories of this offseason. Oh yeah, is that you have a ton of instability here at quarterback, and you got a bunch of teams that don't have any money. Maybe they are going to be okay with 
sticking with Taysom Hill. I, th- I think they have to. Right. I, they'll, I, they'll be so locked into this $10 million that they're you know what him they're going to do to make him the quarterback. But you know exactly what they're going to do. Because this is a smart franchise, and Sean Payton and, and all of the guys in that front office are as safe as you could possibly be. Right. So what are they going to do? Blow it up. I don't care what the number is on the, the, the futures of New Orleans Saints wins next year. You should bet the under, and you should do it aggressively. <laughs> if you can find a sports book that will lay a number on this right now, I don't care if it's five and a half. You should take the under. Jeez. Because this team is going to be horrid next okay. year. All right. Wow. It's quite the it's quite the the discount double check you have to take there. What New England did this year, New, uh, New Orleans is going to do it uh, times five. We've got San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Detroit, the Washington football team, the Chicago Bears, Houston, Miami, and possibly the Carolina Panthers all on my list. That's just my list. Jeremy has even more teams that he wants to add to that list, and we'll give that to you in just a second. But first, let's get just a bit outside. The Sports Tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. All right, real quick, I got to get this in here because Jeremy has, uh, you know, an affinity for baseball and he doesn't like talking about baseball. But the. Uh, the, hey, the you have several days to do that while I'm gone. Next week. Right, right. You'll be gone Thursday and Friday next week. We're going to have Thursday. Caleb Peak is going to be joining me in here as the co host, and we're going to get in all the baseball that you can handle uh, next Thursday. But. I got to slip this in there because uh, there's a monumental deal that has been made for the Toronto Blue Jays. They've they've agreed to pay 150 million dollars over the next six years to George Springer. Now this is going to be a contract that's going to be bad at the end. He's 31 years old right now, so at the end of this, they're going to be paying a whole lot of money to a 37 year old guy who you don't know whether or not at that point he's going to be the offensive force that he has been over the last few years but this is a guy that hits a lot of dingers he gets on base he's and extra base hits are the big thing for him i can see only great things for george springer coming in toronto and it was reported earlier today that they were they they had reached a deal or agreed to a deal with michael brantley as well but we have found out since then that's actually not the case yeah, you. Uh, they got a little ahead of themselves on that one, <laughs> but that means that they that means that they are at least talking, and they feel like they're close to a deal with Michael Brantley. They bring in both of these guys; they're going to be immediate players in the AL East next year. Alabama has added a former NFL head coach to their offensive coaching staff, and his name is. Doug Marone. That's the. That's, I thought you were. Gonna say, I was trying to get you to say Bill O'Brien. Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Doug Marone. Doug Marone is the new offensive line coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, giving them allegedly three former NFL head coaches on their staff going into next year: Marone, Nick Saban, and Bill O'Brien. Right. I am still telling you. It tells me. Think about this. So we talked about this yesterday. I firmly believe Bill O'Brien is going to be the next head coach of Tennessee. Think about what I'm getting ready to say. Why did they not announce Bill O'Brien today? Uh-huh. The Marone thing happened pretty quick. You did. We just heard about that over the last few days. And there and, and people are reading the tea leaves that the reason that Marone is coming in to do this is because him and Bill O'Brien worked together at Georgia Tech in the late nineties. 
What do coaches that get fired uh, from elite jobs, what, what do they do? They go to Nick Saban's celebrity coaching rehab to build their credibility back yes, up. Yes, they do. I don't think Doug Marone has a thing to do with Bill O'Brien. Okay. I do not think the two things have not one thing to do with each other. Ah, uh, I see the I see the bridge you're trying to build here. What the, the, the people are trying to read tea leaves here and say Marone took this job because Bill O'Brien. I don't Bill, think they have anything right. to do with it because Bill O'Brien's br- bringing him along. That's what the narrative is. Right. Why do we still not know that Bill O'Brien? Why has Bill O'Brien still not officially been announced at Alabama? Because he's taking the Tennessee job. There you go. <laughs> we worked this out yesterday. Uh-huh. We all know. I just this. want to keep saying it, so when I'm right, I want right. to be able to go, "Yeah, it's on tape." Right. And at this point, um, you know, Doug Marone could be elevated immediately to offensive coordinator for Alabama if that happens. I don't look for that to happen. You mentioned that to me earlier. Mm-hmm. And what, what's your solution? What do you think? Happens? Oh, I still think they would go the Adam Gase route. Before I do they too. Go Doug Marone. I do too. As soon as you said it, I immediately agreed with it. Like, yeah, oh, of course that's the that's the path. Adam Gase goes back to college, goes back to Nick Saban, a guy who you said gave him his first job. Is that right? Adam Gase, Gase got yeah. his first job. His first from job Nick was Saban? at Michigan State with Nick Saban. There you go. It only makes sense that he would go back to the Saban tree. Mm-hmm. Stay there for a couple of years, hopefully get another shot in the NFL. Only as an offensive coordinator, though. I really don't believe he's getting a third shot. Do you? Gase? I mean, he's been at no. Miami. He's been in, in at New York. He's never getting another head coaching job. If anybody feels the urge to hire Adam Gase, please call me first. I, I will 100% tell you why not to do that. And my uh, eyes are going to be really open when I explain this to you. Right. He will drive your team into the ground. And he will drive you completely insane. Mm-hmm. The New York Jets know all too full well about Adam Gase and what he's been able to do for a franchise, and they're going to be they're a part of this group, this this quarterback upheaval that we could see next year. Now, my my list had fourteen teams on it. Jeremy went a little farther. He he said, "What half the league? Half the league could make quarterback." I added two moves. teams that you didn't. Yeah, and they're both in the same division. The Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. See, I, I don't believe either of those teams are ready all to right, move look, on from what they currently all right, have. And here would be my point, and this is what I told you as soon as you said that I was completely out of my mind. I didn't say you were completely out of your mind. Let's say the Raiders move on from Marcus Mariota and Derek Carr both. Mm-hmm. How much dead cap does that leave? $10 million? Two. It's two million dollars to move on from both and saves you thirty-one million dollars. No way. I look at the Raiders and go, I think they know they have hit a ceiling with with Derek Carr. And I'm not saying I think this happens. I'm saying if they look at if if there's somebody available, and they go, I would rather do that because I think you're going to have some teams that do that. Okay. Then I could see the path. I believe Derek Carr is probably the starter of the uh, of the Las Vegas Raiders. Next year, but you have to have guys. But there is a possibility. Yeah, but you have to have guys become available for that to happen. Because there's, there's be a lot of guys. There's nobody on this list that. Okay, let's look at the free agent quarterbacks for next year. Okay, uh, you got Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to overpay him. By the way, mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett. Somebody's probably going to overpay him. Jim- and it may very well be the Indianapolis Colts. You think he ends up with the starting job next year? Brissett? Yeah, hundred percent. No. <laughs> I don't. I, I. I can't. I can't bring myself to that. Okay. 
The Colts paid him $20 million to sit on the bench. Because they had Phillip Rivers in front of him. Of course, they went out and got Phillip Rivers. Yeah, who was a vet. You You can't compare the two things. Okay. Here's my point. We're talking about how many openings are going to be here. Okay, fill all these openings. I'm telling you, it gets thin in a hurry. I've tried. It gets thin in a hurry. Mm Mm-hmm. And my my point with the the other team that I told you could replace a quarterback that you told me I was out of my mind on, what did the Denver Broncos just do? They just brought in a GM. They would had one of those in a long time. Right. Drew Locke's an Elway guy. George Patton is probably the safest GM in the NFL right now. Okay. Because this is a guy teams have tried to hire for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And you know what I really don't think he's going to do? Come into a job and in the first year tie himself to a quarterback that he has absolutely no allegiance to. Mm-hmm. None. With that kind of weaponry, with I mean, the, the offensive skill position guys of the Broncos is top, I would say five, top five to eight in the NFL. There are not many teams that can say, I have Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of teams that can do it. I can think of one that's better than that off the top of my head. And that's Cleveland Browns. Position by position, they're the only team I can say that is better than that. Okay. And I just struggle to believe that a guy that has been, and and Patton has been so careful. He's probably interviewed for 20 GM jobs. Right. This is the one he takes. Why? Because he got full autonomy. And I fully believe that. And he got enough. There's enough. He will be given all of the leeway in this franchise to do whatever he wants to do. And there are just a lot of guys that were out on Drew Locke, and he hasn't done anything to change your mind. Mm-hmm. And you got to realize, you've only got so much time with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy on rookie deals before you have wasted this opportunity. Right, you only have one more year? One more year of Sutton, three more yeah. years of Jerry Judy. One more year on Sutton. Then he winds you, up with a team option. You make a great point. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that Mitch Trubisky is a definite upgrade. From Drew Locke. Not saying he is. The Broncos are a team I could see taking one of these quarterbacks. I could see the the Broncos making a deal to go get their guy. And that's what this offseason is going to be. I've said this time and time again. Beauty is going to be in the eye of the beholder. And I'm telling you, there might be more moves than you think there will be. Okay. All right. You got Jameis Winston. He's going to be a free agent. Mike Glennon, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, and Tyrod Taylor. Uh Uh-huh. That's that's the list. I mean, you got like Nick Mullins and Colt McCoy and Ryan and Fitzpatrick, guys like, yeah, yeah. You tell me, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick him. doesn't wind up on a team with a rookie next year. <laughs> okay, tell me I'm wrong. Okay, I'm I'm with you. If he wants to play, he's going to play somewhere. Exactly. Absolutely, I could see that. There are going to be a lot of uh, th- there's going to be a lot of chairs. We're, we're going to be playing reverse musical chairs here. The chairs aren't going anywhere. Right. There's not going to be a whole lot of people to fill them. At the end of the day, if you have, if you live by the Tank Spencer rule of grading, there are six rookie quarterbacks that you can legitimately look at and go, I can see a path that they're a starter. That's it. As soon as you get past Kyle Trask, it falls off a mountain. Yes. Who, do you even know who seven is? Would it be like KJ Costello? No, he's he's 
Did he, he fall off the map completely? Further down for me. He fell off the map completely. It's Jamie Newman. That's oh, who seven yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how far this drops off. And I think Jamie Newman will probably have a fine NFL career. He's not a starter. Right. And he's not a guy that any of these openings are going to look at and go, yeah, there's a guy that we can we have a competition with him. We'll bring in Andy Dalton. And best whoever's the best one, that's what we'll do. There's not a team in the NFL that's going to do that. No. So there are, this is what I'm telling you about Jacoby Brissett. You laughed at me when I said he's going to be a starter. Uh, okay, fill all of these vacancies at the same time. Mm-hmm. Realizing that some of these guys are not free agents. Or in like San Francisco's case, they got Jimmy Garoppolo that they can they can move because he has a movable deal. Sam Darnold has the same thing. Tua Tungavalo has the same thing. Deshaun Watson, on and on and on. Mm-hmm. These guys, those guys will wind up somewhere else. You're going to lose a lot of quarterbacks like Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, where uh, they're just gone. So now you have to replace that with a new starter. Right. There's not three day one starters in this draft. There's not. I don't care how rosy, rose-colored glasses you look at this. They're not there. Okay. If Trey Lance starts week one next year, he is doomed. And that is about the nicest way I can say that. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. I, I think he's the starter of the Indianapolis Colts. That's just me. He's the, la- he's the last one. He's your last-ditch effort to get a starting quarterback. Next he year. won't be the... I'll put it this way. I, if I had to put a percentage on chances he's a week one starter next year, I'd say it's 95%. And I would be 105%. He's not the worst starter in the NFL. I would wager he's probably not the bottom five. That's how thin this is going to get in short order. Mm-hmm. I mean, because think about it. You're talking about Mitch Trubisky as the highlight of this. He's the highlight of the free agent pool. That's my point. Yeah. I think you're going to have a whole lot of rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic here of guys like Jimmy Garoppolo that their current team does not feel like they're best suited for them. Please don't send him to New York for all. It's been so good for the last few weeks. Do not curse me with Jimmy Garoppolo. And before anybody says that, I understand Dak Prescott technically is a free agent, but that's a done. I mean, he's going to stay in Dallas. They're going to get that deal done, right? Come on. I would assume so. Okay. It's not a done deal. I don't see them backing off of that. I I think they'll give him whatever he wants. Okay, here's to what keep you, him in town. Uh, it, the the Dak Prescott thing is, it, it's. Do you know how much cap space the Cowboys have? Seventeen million dollars. Okay, that's half of what it would take to pay uh, Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Now, can they do whatever you have to? Uh, There's not a whole lot to move. <laughs> There's been a lot of that already done. Okay, I, and I'm not I, like they'll find a way to make that work. I agree with okay. you. All right, I'm just saying that if the the Dak Prescott number could get to a point where Jerry Jones looks at it and goes, "I can't. Mm-hmm. I physically don't have the ability. I can only move so much money and still be able and still be able to do anything." Right. And there are just not a lot of guys that he can. I mean, he cut Demarcus Lawrence. That does absolutely nothing for you. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it hurts you more than it helps you. Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, all these bad deals they have, there's really not a way to recoup money. Unless you want to go after Tyron Smith and or Zach Martin. And you think Blow Ezekiel Elliott, and line. you think Zeke was bad this year. Yeah. Shoe buddy. <laughs> I get there in a the tight spot, but they will find a way to keep Dak. 
That's why I've discounted him from th- this conversation. Dallas is not even on the periphery for me. It's I see a greater I chance agree. of the Carolina Panthers changing quarterbacks, and, and and I don't even think that's real close. Oh, I think this that's year. very close. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Green on Green coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. Stick with us. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Coffee's the closers only. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Welcome back to the Sports Tank. ESPN Asheville, 92.9, 880 and 1400. Another two in one night, and I upheld a long-standing tradition. When I'm wrong, I'm really <laughs> wrong. Uh, it puts me at four and two for the week. Got four picks for you tonight, all in the NBA. Wait, wait, wait. I got to know. What was the blowout last night? Oh, uh, New Orleans. They got oh, just yeah, yeah. throttled. Or no, no, no. It was the other one. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have it up on my screen anymore. Don't ask me questions <laughs> no, that I haven't prepared okay, for. Sorry. <laughs> if I knew it, I would have said it. Uh, <laughs> Dallas, first off, Dallas is a one-and-a-half point favorite against the Indiana, the Indiana Pacers tonight. Let's be really honest. Victor Oladipo is not going to play. They found a mass on his kidney, which is an unbelievable story that may have ended up saving his life. But this leaves Indy a little shorthanded with no, obviously no Oladipo. Who did I say? You said Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo in Houston. I was talking about Karis LeVert. Yes, you were. Who is who will not play? Give me Dallas minus one and a half. Next up, the Miami Heat are a four point dog to the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are not good. They're getting better. Chris Boucher has been an absolute steal for them. Uh, he's actually outplaying Serge Ibaka. I don't really care. Miami's getting back to full health. This team is markedly better. And I think they win this out, this game outright. Give me the Heat plus four. Next up, the Phoenix Suns are a five and a half point favorite against the Houston Rockets. The Rockets are still shorthanded. They're still figuring things out with Victor Oladipo. Christian Wood can't defend anybody. Frankly, nobody on this team can defend anybody. Plus, this is Chris Ball revenge game. Give me the Suns. Minus the five and a half. Finally tonight, the Memphis Grizzlies are a one-point favorite against the Portland Trailblazers, who will be without C.J. McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic again. I look at one-man teams and go, I can't, I, I can't, I can't with you. I understand how good Dame Lillard is. He'll be guarded by John Morant. I like the Grizzlies not only to cover the one, but to win outright. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't. I got no sympathy for you. Yeah, it's, the, the Pelicans were the ones that got smoked last night. That, that's Jazz. what I thought it was, yeah. and then I second-guessed. And <laughs> yeah, I, I remember Utah was involved somehow. Yes. By the way, I said that backwards. Memphis is a one-point dog tonight to Portland. I had it right at the end. I said it wrong originally. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. Patrick Mahomes, what about his squash? Is it okay? Is he is he gonna be fine? Are they gonna scan his cat and tell him he can play? I don't. I, I mean, I don't. I don't claim to be a doctor, but I don't see any way Pat Mahomes is not gonna play in this game. He practiced in a limited capacity today. Uh, of course, everybody's getting their hopes up that he's gonna be able to play this week in the AFC Championship game. 
I don't see any path where he doesn't. Yeah, after uh, Colin Cowherd came out and said they should postpone the AFC Championship game to whenever he's okay to play, <laughs> you don't don't do that. Don't do that. Stop saying stupid things, please. I love Colin Cowherd. I love him. Right, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, you can't postpone a game because somebody has a concussion. That's not how this works. No, you make them play with Chad Henney if they can't get Patrick Mahomes. Which I mean, that would be a travesty. I just don't think there's. I, I really don't think that's going to happen. No. The fact that he got out on the field at all today is a pretty good sign. And now I will say, there have been a lot of people that have pointed out this is not a team that had run together a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And missing this week, coming up against this Buffalo team, the team of destiny, I could I could see that being a problem. I, I can see the point he's trying to make is that, you know, for ratings' sake, Obviously, nobody wants to see Chad Henney play, but to me, that's the allure of football. You have to, you're, to make it to the end of the season, your team has to be, be able to overcome obstacles. And obviously, that's the biggest obstacle any team faces is their quarterback getting banged up two weeks before the biggest game of the season. The week before the biggest game. Of the season. Well, no, I'm saying the Super Bowl. Mm. So, I mean, I understand where he's going with that, but no, that's ridiculous. This is part of the game. If he can't go, we still hold the game. Chad Henney has to be the one. I firmly believe Pat Mahomes is going to play. I think we'll know more tomorrow and even more by Friday, but right. I think he'll play. Right. I think the fact that he was on the practice field today says a whole lot. we got another hour to go. More quarterback roulette coming up after the break right here on ESPN Asheville. This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm... I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. And the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, live or on demand. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green alongside, as always. Like, share, and follow us at Sports Tank ESPN on Twitter, at Jay Green ESPN. Also, at the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. This hour of the program brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing, wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. We've been playing the fun game of quarterback roulette. Hitting the casino floor, spinning the wheel, see where everybody lands because with the monument, you know, the, the big news of the day. We said monumental a lot today. I'm trying. My, huge. It's huge. It's, I, I it's been get, a huge to, day in America. I had to get one more of those. <laughs> Why do I feel like that's not going to be the last one? Just, just spitballing here. But with the big news of the day, Philip Rivers retiring after 17 seasons in the NFL, we expect Drew Brees to retire as well. And I won't be shocked if Ben Roethlisberger follows suit. All three of those guys leaving obviously means there will be more shakeup at the quarterback position. You know, we we're going to be on this tidal wave like it's it's starting to crest, I guess we should say. With all of this, you know, the older quarterback generation moving on, pretty soon like guys like Deshaun Watson are going to be the the elder statesman in the NFL. We got all these Hall of Famers moving on, but this year there's so many teams with quarterback questions. Like the Chicago Bears with Mitch Trubisky. They already have Nick Foles, but they don't want to move forward with him next year. So, and I could very, I don't think that they're really wanting 
to keep Mitch Trubisky in town. It's a team that falls into the probably going to have a different quarterback next year. Jeremy and I have made up our own list of, of the teams that we think could make changes at that quarterback position. He's up to half the league. I've got 14 on my list. And the Carolina Panthers are one of them. It will not shock me if they make a move. If they could figure out how to get Deshaun Watson or something like that. Oh, well, that's not going to happen. So what I could see the Panthers doing is drafting the quarterback of the future. Yes. I think Matt Rule has made it abundantly clear that Teddy Bridgewater is not the, that's not the future. Mm Mm-hmm. They saw enough in a year. We knew that's that. not the guy. Well, we didn't know that. They brought him in here for a two-year tryout to see if he could be the guy. You don't pay a guy twenty-five million dollars that you don't uh, that you know definitively is not the guy. He's a guy that deserved a shot. But I think well, we all and that's kind of, the thing is that he got a shot for a year. They yeah. saw enough, and now he's a now he's the bridge. Right. I think we all kind of figured that was the way that was going to go. I firmly believe that that's where Trey Lance lands. Okay. I said that with my first mock draft. I do not see me coming off of that. Mm-hmm. There's only one rookie quarterback in this class that I think will start day one. I disagree with you. Who's the other? Zach Wilson. Four. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> okay. There are a couple potential answers. You know, I, and here's the thing. This is what's so fun about uh, about the roulette game of, of the quarterback wheel. Mm-hmm. You look at a team like the San Francisco 49ers. Look at the number of outcomes that could pop, that, that that makes sense. Jimmy Garoppolo still makes sense. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that still makes sense. Yes. Sam Darnold makes sense. Yep. Zach Wilson makes sense. Yep. Justin Fields makes sense. Okay. That's a wide variety of potential outcomes. Do you feel good about how that's going to land? No, not really. No. Jimmy Garoppolo is one of those guys I could see playing for 10 different teams next year. And it wouldn't surprise me in the least. I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. But you look at the quarterbacks that are available in free agency. Mitch Trubisky, Jacoby Brissett, Jameis Winston. You got Mike Glennon, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Tarod Taylor, and a whole bunch of Tyrod Taylor can still be a starter in this league. I agree with you. I think he's a guy that could be a starter next Mm -hmm. year. Uh, which, and I would agree with that. Which I think you you're going to see a lot you, of these. I laughed guys. when you said Jacoby Brissett, and then you realized I was. But right. then I realized you were right, and because I would put him in the same category as to Rod Taylor, a guy who, yeah, I mean, if I need the bridge to the net, you know, he's not going to be the long term solution for anybody. But if I need the Teddy Bridgewater deal, if I'm the San Francisco 49ers and I need a guy, because I've shipped Jimmy Garoppolo off to the New England Patriots. They keep screaming at me, and I don't know how it's going to happen. But I feel like that's what Garoppolo that's the bridge of destiny, right? That makes all the sense in the world. I know. I feel like that's already a done deal, and I don't know that they've had any discussions about it. But well, here's the thing. I mean, we, we've talked about the draft, and you've got six at most that can even be competitive for a starting job next year. Yes. It's not like you're flush with backups. That I mean, you remember there was a time. That there were a lot of young backup quarterbacks that you looked at and went, well, that guy could be a starter somewhere. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist. Backups now are like Geno Smith, Blake Bortles, Blaine Gabbard. I right. don't think anybody is looking at any of those guys going, well, that could work. Right. We could do that. I agree with you. There are going to be a series of just atrocious teams next year. Mm-hmm. 
the Pittsburgh Steelers really sticks out in my mind as well. Just because, again, and I, I, I thought going into this offseason, or, yeah, going into this past offseason, that Jameis Winston was going to end up there. And now I can't get off of that, that he could be the guy to bridge the gap between Ben and the next guy. Because I don't think Jameis Winston is the long-term solution for anybody. I don't trust I don't that know. I, I could see somebody's going to give him a shot, whether oh, it's yes, the Saints or somebody else. You know, I mean, there are 14 teams in the NFL. He's probably the, hmm, what, third best option that's available right now? Mm, yeah, I would, say, I would agree with that. Right. Here's a, here's a part of this that nobody's going to, that I haven't heard talked about as much as I think it should. Okay. There are 32 teams in the NFL. Yes. How many of them have negative effective cap space as of right now? Effect, what effective cap space is? This is how much space you would have if you got to 51 guys. On, it, 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 you fill out the roster to 51 with minimum salary guys. Okay. How many are above that? How many are have negative effective cap space? So they're over the cap at 51 players. I'm going to say 21. You're way too high. Really? It's 13. There are 13 teams that literally have no cap space. Even with so, the salary cap dropping like that. Well, yeah, I mean, okay. That's still, that's a 13's an insane number. That's usually like one or two. Right. You have 13 teams that are effectively over the cap. Then you look at in terms of how many would have realistic money. And by that, I mean 30 million plus. Enough to add a couple quality guys, fill some, you know, key reserve spots, enough to really go out and be spenders. How many teams do you think are over $30 million in cap space? About the same amount. It's 13. It's six. Wow. There are six teams in the NFL with more than $30 million in cap space. That's crazy. The Bengals, the Washington football team, the New England Patriots, the Colts, the Jets, and the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. That's it. So you were talking about Dak Prescott telling me, oh, I'm out of my mind. Okay, I want you to think about what I'm getting ready to say. You look at the roster with the with the Colts, and you realize that it's an it's an older roster and and on and on and on. They have $65 million in cap space. Mm-hmm. Is that a team I could see coming into Dak Prescott and going, we'll give it to you. We'll give you whatever you want. 100%. I could see that. Yeah. I could see the same thing with the New England Patriots, who have almost the same amount of money. If Jerry wants to keep Dak, it's going to be really expensive. Yes. If you try to franchise him again, he's going to laugh at you because he's already had a horrific injury once. Right. He's not doing that again. Right. He wants to cash in, and I can't mm-hmm. blame him. I want that long-term deal. You're going to give me some security. But, the, the, you know... It, it, this is kind of like the old adage of, you know, when you're hungry, a rich cracker becomes steak tartare. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right now, Dak Prescott is the steak tartare of uh, the NFL world. This is the one guy that you can actually procure that you know is an is an immediate day one NFL starter. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky, you could pay him twenty five million dollars and he could be a backup. This could be Nick Foles all over again. And Deshaun Watson, I get it. There's two teams that can acquire him. There's two. 
You know what I said the other day about the the trade compensation package not being what I've heard. I was right, but it's I mean it's three ones. Right. It's the two teams that have two ones this year and a quarterback. I'm not positive that's a part of it. Really? Well, I mean, think about it. You're going to shoehorn them into all right. So let's say it's the Jets. The Jets give them two twenty three, and Seattle's one next year. Do you really think they want Sam Darnold? Really? Or, or do you think they want to take the quarterback of their choice at two, and that's why they wanted two? Fair enough. Then the Jets can find a, 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 a – I think it would be two twos for Sam Darnold is what his price would be. But see, to me, that's the – in terms of when you look at the way that deal would be sculpted, is I think the Jets would look at him and go, you can either have that late first rounder that you're going to get from Seattle – that would convey next year, or you can have Sam Darnold. That, that's it. But there's only two teams that can put together a package like that that's going to be intriguing to Houston. I hear the Panthers. I hear the Patriots. I hear all these other teams. You don't have the ammo. They want two ones this year. I've heard that more than once. They want immediate gratification because this team is bad, and this team is expensive. I get you. I still think they find a way to make that work. There's going to be. I'm not saying they don't. They what I'm work. saying is, uh, Jerry, y- you better bring it quickly. Oh, I hear you. I absolutely hear you. I think that's where Dallas. Uh, Dallas wants to keep him. I think Dak wants to be in Dallas, and they're going to figure out how to make that money work. You know, the Washington Football Team. What are they going to do? They got Alex Smith for another year, but you really want to? keep I'm not that sure train? Alex Smith keeps playing. Maybe not. He sounded very resigned to it being over. After the comeback year, why Why not? And they could be a team that winds up with a rookie and Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. Like, I see a path that that's their, that's their quarterback depth chart going in next year. That's a team that I could see going after Mitch Trubisky. Mm, I can't. He doesn't fit. He doesn't fit what Ron Rivera wants to do. Yeah, they have money, but they don't have money like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they got $35 million, basically. But they've also got guys that are free agents that they want to bring back. Well, see, I think somebody's getting I think whoever is going to get a quote-unquote deal on Mitch Trubisky. Well, here's the thing. For them to do – you said Washington with Trubisky. For them yeah. to do that, you basically have to look at Ryan Kerrigan and Brandon Sheriff both and go, we're getting nothing for you. Yep. And I don't think they're going to – I don't I think, see how they're going to do that with Brandon Sheriff. I really don't. It's one of the best guards in the league. Oh, so you're saying they have to do that with both? Yes. Okay. I mean, I I definitely think they've resigned themselves already to the Ryan Kerrigan thing. And Ronald Darby, who, by the way, was one of the best. He was one of the most underrated corners in the league this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's where when the rubber meets the road, a lot of these things sound good, but they're not practical. Gotcha. And I think that's what's going to happen is that you're going to see a lot of these. Th- there are some premium free agents out there this year. And I think what they're going to learn is that with the cap having come down, you have very limited options. This is the reason that I think the Jets and the Jaguars are otherworldly positioned to go from really bad to really good because they have a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And they can go out and just cherry pick whatever they want because nobody else can offer that. There's another team that was on my list. It was the Detroit Lions. They want to get away from Stafford, I have a feeling. This, I, this is, I've just heard too much rumbling about that, especially I, I, with a new I've, coach. Coming and I've out. been one of the ones saying it. Mm-hmm. I said it last year before the draft. And I look at Matt Stafford now, 
And I'm going to say the same thing I said last year. This is a time where you have a lot of teams that need a quarterback that have legitimate rosters. I'm looking at the Washington football team here aggressively. Uh-huh. They have a team that could compete right now. Yep. They need a quarterback. Yep. The Lions do not have a team that can compete right now, and it's not all that close. And you just gave Brad Holmes, who's one of the most respected personnel guys in the NFL. Uh, this is a scout that's, when he speaks, people that do what I do, we listen. Because this is a really smart guy. He was behind John Johnson, Samson Abukum, all kinds of guys that have been late-round finds that have kept the Rams legitimate. So you now have a legitimate GM. You have a coach that's trying to hire a legitimate staff. And this is a guy that people like. And you gave him a six-year deal. You know what that tells me? That tells me a whole front office, a whole management team here that's not tied to Matthew Stafford, and he would have tremendous value. Yep. Matthew Stafford would be more worth more at 30, was he, 32? Something like that. Than people would think. I could see them getting two back into the first round ones for Matthew Stafford from a team like Washington. And I think they would be all for it. Agreed. And then you roll with, you know, let's say you, you, you roll the dice with one of these rookies, or you look at it and go, we're going to be the worst team in the league, and we're going to draft Sam Howell next year. Mm-hmm. But everybody we've got is completely safe. <laughs> oh, su- oh, suck for Sam's going to be a thing. Uh-huh. I have no doubt. That is. Oh, I know. I I told you at the beginning of the college football season this year that Sam Howell will be the first pick of the draft oh, I mean, I by, said, the da- by the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I, oh, I didn't say it was the Detroit Lions. I, I forgot said, you had said I, that. I told you that. I, I forgot said, you had said I that. I think that is the extreme path here. It's the most likely path, I guess I should say. But, I mean, you got to look. With all, the, all of the openings, guys like Matthew Stafford are going to be incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. And I just see some of the – I think you're going to have teams next year that are <laughs> – how good you're good, how bad you're bad. Right. I mean, you could see some. The Lions are going to be awful. I, I, that's not a good enough word. Heinous is the word that I'm that, that I'm stuck Heinous. on. They are going to be an atrocity, and they're going to have uh, Kenny Galladay walk right out the door for nothing. Yep. And there's practically nothing they can do about it. Yeah, I I agree. Short with of you. overpay him, I mean, you could overpay him. But you're not going to have a quarterback to throw to him. Correct. That's and I don't see a new GM and a, and a coach that's got a lot of leeway. I think all everything aligns for them to get rid of Matt Stafford this year. The money's not too bad. The hit that you would take wouldn't be too bad making some kind of deal. And he is a high-priced co- commodity. When you're in a class where we're projecting that 14 to 16 teams could make quarterback changes this year, you're telling me there's not a place in this league for Matt Stafford? I mean, here's, well, I mean, here's the thing. You're looking at a $20 million cap savings if you trade him after June 1st. $13 million dead cap hit, but that comes right back next year. Yep. And I think this is a team that is resigned to being bad. This is why they just signed their head coach to a six-year deal. That's being underplayed. The, the fact that you would say, first of all, the weirdest coaching hire in this cycle got a six-year deal, which is unheard of in the NFL. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It doesn't right. happen for the weirdest hire in the cycle, which gives me this firm belief that they told him, you're safe. Mm-hmm. You do what you feel like you need to do to be a long-term contender. And I think part of that is going to be trading Matthew Stafford. Which leads me to the point that, was, you know, that, that I alluded to earlier uh, in the setup for the program about Dan Campbell getting his six-year deal. That's not going to last. He's not going to be there six years. 
I am the la- I'm not as convinced of that. The, I really believe in Brad Holmes. The last head coach that lasted any amount of time in Detroit was Wayne Fonts. Wayne Fonts. Back Barry in the Barry Sanders, Sanders day. Yeah. You're right. He was there six years. Eight years or something. Oh, was it eight years? Yeah, it was, it was no, this the question that I asked you this morning was what coach has been there six years? And I got that immediately. Who, then you asked me who had been there for longer than half an hour since, and I could not for the life of me remember Jim Schwartz. Right. Jim Schwartz is the longest tenured head coach since Wayne Fonts back in the nineties for the Detroit Lions. They don't give coaches chances. You don't get six years to turn this thing into a winner. I mean, yeah, I'm, told just, Pat, I'm but, telling you that you don't wind up with a Brad Holmes if if you don't have a long term plan. Okay, this was a uh, Brad Holmes was a very sought after GM candidate right. in this cycle. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying if they continue to be irrelevant, they're going to be irrelevant for a year, and then I could easily see this is a team that everything they do for the next eighteen months. Is with the sheer intention of Sam uh, Howell being right. the next quarterback of this franchise. Right. But they've had the revolving door at head coach Marty Morningwig and Jim Schwartz and Jim Caldwell and uh, who who am I leaving out here? Pat Matricia. Pat Matricia. Exactly. They came into last. The, you know, they went into the off season last year saying, "You better figure out how to make this team compete for a playoff spot." Or you're fired. Well, then they figured out that there's nothing you could do. Mm-hmm. You know, short of uh, some Merlin the Magnificent, uh, uh, that's not gonna happen. They knew they were moving on. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Now maybe maybe they have. Maybe they've turned over a new leaf. They've got new ownership, or I, I guess a new member of the Ford family that is running the show now. So maybe things have changed a little bit. Maybe they're not going to be so staunch about turn this thing around in two to three years, or you're out of here. But that's been the mantra of the Detroit Lions since the early 2000s. And I don't see Dan Campbell lasting too long. What about the Atlanta Falcons? What about the Carolina Panthers? Still got a few more teams to talk about in the quarterback roulette, and then we'll try to we'll try to do the mix and match and see where we think people la- uh, the quarterbacks land next year. Right here on ESPN Asheville. You're in the sports tank. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. Quarterback roulette. Where are the where are these guys going to end up next year? And and we got a couple more teams that we need to talk about. Now, Houston is a done deal, right? Houston's moving on. They have to. I don't know that he's going to give them a choice. I am hearing it's more and more likely that Eric Bieniemy is going to get that job. Mm, so that would that would kind of sway things back to Houston's side to keeping Deshaun Watson. It might, it might. Right. I, I, I can't. I don't, speak to what that would do. I mean, I don't really think they're in a position where they have to do. They have to deal Deshaun Watson just yet, but that's going to come down to him. He's going to have to make that decision. Well, and there's another question of, all right, let's just say that job was offered. Would he even take it? And I don't know the answer to that. Right. I, I really don't. You know, I'm not confident. Right now, that's the worst job in the NFL, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. You know, but in terms of guys they've interviewed, you've already got Brandon Staley, who's out. Uh, he took the, the Chargers job. You know, it's a lot of Joe Brady, Jim Caldwell, Marvin Lewis, Leslie Frazier, Matt Eberflus, uh, David Cully. 
who's the assistant head coach of the Ravens. Right. I, I, I don't – that is such a confusing place right now that I don't even know what to say. I can't definitively tell you they're going to move on from Deshaun Watson. I can tell you no team in my lifetime's ever done it. No. So once you it, have a guy this, like this that would in the be building. new. Right. Once you got a guy like that in the building, you don't give him up. So I, I, I really don't know. The, I, I I'd always heard that it was a given. Right. Nick Cesario is going to take this job, and then Josh McDaniels is going to be the next coach. That it's going to be a big domino. If Deshaun Watson moves, then obviously that means New York or Miami are going to be making moves as well. Yes. Um, some of the other suitors are going to be in it. I know Carolina Panthers fans, you really want this to happen, but you're out it's of not. It. You're not. It's not. You're not and in the I discussion. I can only say it for so long. Right. You're, you're competing with teams that have assets that you just don't have. Right. And all the talk about shipping out Christian McCaffrey and Shaq Thompson, and you want—you really think the best path forward for this team is to gut the team and well, then and that's put the Deshaun Watson on it? Exactly. That's my point. I would like for Carolina Panthers fans to give up the the Deshaun Watson thing, and then it only got stoked more today when it was uh, you know leaked out or announced that. Deshaun Watson's quarterback yeah, coach. Yeah, he, Deshaun Watson's quarterbacks coach had been hired by the Carolina Panthers. I mean, and that's all well and good. That it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It, 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 this is a front office decision. At this point, the Jets and the Dolphins have a pick in this draft that is worth two of yours. Right, uh, and they have another one also this year. It's not the Deshaun connection. It's the Matt Rule connection. Yeah, and there's there, it's overrated to to how much he could call his own shot. Right. Because he has to sign off on a trade. This is, yes, it is a no trade clause, but at the same time, it's not. He's going to say, this is the only team I'm going to accept a trade to. Because at some point, Houston will just look at him and go, well, we can't make it work. Right. So on you. You know, do you want to forsake $25 million? Cool. You know, then uh, more power to you. Again, more than a third of the league is probably going to move on from their quarterback this year. So I'm going to give you a name, Jeremy, and you tell me the team you think they most likely end up with next year. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo. New England Patriots. Mitch Trubisky. Chicago Bears. Deshaun Watson. Miami Dolphins. Jameis Winston. New Orleans Saints. Sam Darnold. New York Jets. Teddy Bridgewater. Carolina Panthers. Matthew Stafford. That's the one that gets a little interesting to me. I'm going to go Washington football team. Oh, okay. All right. Jacoby Brissett. Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz. Philadelphia Eagles. I think we've touched them all. I don't think Josh McDaniels is touching that job without Carson Wentz. To Rod Taylor. I think he will be the bridge on a team that takes one of these younger quarterbacks. I just don't know which one it is. Mm -hmm. And just for giggles, Cam Newton. Uh, I will take at home for a thousand, Alex. (laughs) But the bad thing is he will wind up on a team. He'll probably be competing with a young quarterback just exactly like he did in New England this year. Mm -hmm. And it's probably going to be a team that doesn't have a whole lot of belief they're going to get somewhere. You know what? I'll, I'll go out on a limb. Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. Cam Newton. I could see him being the bridge to one of these young quarterbacks. All right. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville.
All right, I got another dumb criminal story. You know I love these. So a guy driving around Pomona on Saturday, it was like 8.41 in the morning, by the way, is apparently acting erratically, and somebody reported him. When the cops showed up and pulled him over, they found out that the uh, vehicle had been stolen. At that point, they try to arrest the man, and he takes off. And he runs through backyards and over fences and through neighborhoods and up and down to Grandma's house he goes. He, he, starts go, he goes into a neighborhood, and he starts pulling on doorknobs. And he finally finds an apartment that is open. He goes into the apartment to hide out. While he's in there, he thinks, okay, I'm away. They can't see me anymore, so... I'm going to make sure that I change my appearance so when I am able to leave here, they won't recognize me. So he changes his clothes, takes the owner of the of the apartment's clothes, changes them for his own. He shaves his face and decides he's a little hungry, so he starts making himself a snack. He decided to make up some tacos or quesadillas or something. He put tortillas in a pan and apparently forgot about them. While he's doing all of this, of course, the cops are being pointed in the direction of the guy who's been running through backyards the entire uh, morning so far. They're following him, and oh, by the way, the owners of the home have surveillance video in their house. So they're watching this guy on their ring doorbells or whatever that he is, you know, using the guy's shaving kit and taking the guy's clothes. And then the tortillas, we forgot about those. They're burning on the stove. Now the fire alarm goes off. They had to call the fire department to come and save this guy from a burning apartment. (sighs) I love dumb criminals so much. And when they asked the cops, why do you think he was making, you know, making the tortillas? And he said, I don't know. Maybe just, Trying, maybe he was hungry, or he's trying to play like he was a resident, and nobody would notice that he wasn't. Li- he doesn't live there. Uh, originally, my story was about a car theft as well, but I will save that one for tomorrow, so we don't have two car theft stories. Okay, a Staffordshire, England man just realized he did something during a drunken night that is kind of rare. He legally changed his name to Celine Dion. <laughs> In an interview with the New York Post, 30-year-old formerly known as Thomas Dodd, self-confessed Celine Dion superfan, said he spent much of lockdown watching Celine Dion concerts at home. It was while watching one particular show on Christmas Eve with a magnum of champagne. I do not know what a magnum of champagne is, but it sounds like a lot. That's a big old bottle. That The drunken idea struck him, and he forked out 89 euros for the online application to change his name legally. <laughs> To Celine Dion. He qu- and I quote, he said, I honestly, hand on heart, don't remember doing it. I remember watching the concert. And I remember getting rather tipsy. That's absolutely brilliant. Then two weeks passed, and nobody he knew nothing of it. And then a box showed up at his house from the government with his legal name change forms, and he went, oh, wait, uh, what have what I done? I do? yeah. And then he just signed them and sent them in. <laughs> So he, so he realizes his mistake. And this goes, could have Wait. just been undone because you have to sign it and send it back in. But there's no what he did. He went, you know, it sounded crazy when they first said it. But I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's a trooper right there. Yes. He you, said he was in no rush to change his name back. 
and also said, I tried singing Celine in the shower this morning, and I can assure everyone that I have neither inherited her voice or her bank balance. If this gets to Celine, someone best make sure I have a defibrillator next to me. That is a word I can't pronounce. Defibrillator? Yes. He is hoping that this will ultimately lead to him getting backstage passes to Celine's 2021 UK tour. Hit the bell. Done. She finds out about this, he's definitely You drunkenly legally changed your name to Celine Dion. The fact that he stuck with it, though, after the sober moment of realizing, I can take this back. This is a drunk decision that I can take back at any moment. Uh And he went straight through it. See, normally I would tell everyone out there, I mean, think, think about it this way. Who is the one person that we lie to the most in our lives? Ourselves. Drunk self. Oh. You make promises to yourself when you're drunk that you will never keep, don't you? Or am I the only one that does that? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that's just you for the square. No, I disagree because I can I I don't think I can I have enough digits to count the number of times that I have heard you say while you're drunk I'm never doing this again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> see, and this guy, see, but that's he, an obvious he lie. Tr- he stayed true to drunk self. See, that makes me want to not. To, to not give him the perks. If you Aww. had just drunkenly did this and it showed up on your doorstep and you went, oh, well, that's a thing I did. Uh, and now, and now that's my name. Then I would go, yes, give this man backstage passes. He has earned them for doing something incredibly stupid while intoxicated. The fact that you were sober and went, well, I could get some stuff out of this. No, no. <laughs> He's like, we must stop rewarding people for doing ridiculous things to post on social media to have things given to them. I mean, look, I've I've thought about changing my name legally several times, but I can't do it while my, you know, while my uh, predecessors are still alive, because I'm named after my father and my grandfather, and so I I've been threatened with it because I've told them numerous times I'm going to change my legally change my name to Tank Spencer. And I've been threatened with being extricated from the family if I did so. You know, if you got if you got nothing holding you down to your name, change it by all means. See, you ruined that when you said you were going to legally change your name because I had come up with a whole series of names that would be way funnier than Tank Spencer. I'm sure you have Max Power. Always said if I ever fake. I don't have the physique for Max Power. No, you have uh, the Slothy yeah. McSlotherson. No, you maybe. Have, no, you have the physique of Max Carbohydrate. <laughs> <laughs> Max blood pressure. Yeah, yeah. Max cholesterol. Can I, just, can, I, can I just go ahead and change my name legally to Lipitor, and then I will get a free? <laughs> I'll get. I could possibly get a free prescription. There are so many of these that I can't say on air, and I want to. I literally just Googled funny names, and whoo, some of them are funny, but I can't say them out. I, I, can't, I can't say them yeah. into this microphone. Yeah, let's please not uh, jeopardize the, the license here. Although I will say, I'm sitting here critiquing people doing things on social media for them to gain things out of it. Yeah. Right before I'm about to announce that uh, tomorrow on this show, I'm going to be gone for two days. So we've already figured out who's going to fill in for me here. We also do a morning show called the Sportsocracy. We are going to have a contest to see who fills in for me. And, yes, we will do our due diligence. And, yes, if you're trying to kill me, this is not going to be your opportunity to do so because right. I will not be there. 
but I, I, I have a whole contest plan. We'll announce it on the show tomorrow. And yes, it does lead to doing stupid things on social media. Excellent. And I am so excited about it. News came out today. Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. are rehabbing their ACLs together. I got, I got nothing. I don't I, care. I, I, I could I, I, not I, care less. This is just writing headlines to to write them. Like yeah. We've got nothing else to talk about. I wrote this story before Philip Rivers decided to retire, and I wish I hadn't. Because <laughs> what, what impact on anything does that have? Zero. Absolutely zero. Although it could be the first time ever that two guys that are just training find a way to lose. Yowch. Yeah. I mean, that's a low blow. Yeah, their combined record is really bad. Well, I mean, they don't play for the best of teams. Uh, one of their teams just got knocked out of the playoffs four days ago <laughs> without him. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a very good point. That thing's over, right? I would have to think or so. Or do you think, because what's his situation? He's under contract for one more year. We're talking about we're, Odell, we're talking about Odell. Uh, I don't know. I could find out. I want to, It's not terribly long i want to say he's got one more year left on that deal and that's a team that has a little bit of money not a great great deal Mm -hmm. and they're really going to have to uh, be careful with it but there again odell beckham is under contract for three more years no way Mm -hmm. i didn't think it was that long and you know how much of that's guaranteed too much of it zero oh well move on move on my friends cleveland say goodbye to him I would like them a whole lot better. I don't, and I get that the fact that they still have Baker Mayfield as their quarterback, but I'd still like that team way better if Odell Beckham wasn't anywhere near it. That's just a team that has – they have so many players that they're getting ready to have to pay. I don't see how – I just look at Odell Beckham, which would be a literally a $15 million right off the cap. Mm-hmm. And I look at guys like Larry Ogunjobi – Rashard Higgins, who filled in, that's the only player Baker Mayfield's ever made better. Mm-hmm. Olivier Vernon, Kevin Johnson, Terrence Mitchell, Carl Joseph, on and on. And I mean, they have a, that's just this year. Next year, you got to resign Baker, Sheldon Richardson, Denzel Ward, Andrew Billings, Njoku, Nick Chubb, Ronnie Harrison. I don't think Odell's going to be long for Cleveland. That's well, basically what it? I'm trying to say. Odell? Yeah. A three. That's it. I think it's a three. Might be a two. You might get a two from a two. I would definitely take a two. And I'm telling you, you mark my words. You just remember that I said it. Okay. The Jets have been tied to Odell Beckham (laughs) so many times that I would almost be shocked if at some point it doesn't happen. I love that every every guy that comes available, the Jets are a player for. That's how much flexibility they have right now. Well, that's how much they live with because we don't have to re-sign players because we keep drafting so poorly. Yeah. Uh, we've been tied to him three of the last four years. Coming up next week, we will have uh, you know two days without Jeremy, so all of you can celebrate that. On Thursday, we're going to be joined by Caleb Peak in the studio. He'll be uh, co-hosting along with me for that. Uh, now it's time to hear from Caleb. It's a little something to chew on. Happy Inauguration Day from ESPN Asheville. I'm Caleb Peek. This is Chew on That, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. In another January, 
On New Year's Day in 1863, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. When he put pen to paper, the president said, and I quote, if my name ever goes down into history, it'll be for this act. And my whole soul is in it. My whole soul is in it. Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this. Bringing America together, uniting our people, uniting our nation. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. I can already hear the shuffling of the basement dwellers furiously typing up their hate mail. And you know what? That's okay. Send it on in. Because that clip from this morning's inauguration of President Joe Biden is what this nation has needed to hear for, frankly, much, much longer than four short years. The statement that the new president quoted is 158 years old. If you watched or listened to the address earlier today, you heard Biden correctly attribute that little nugget of American gold to Abraham Lincoln upon signing the Emancipation Proclamation New Year's Day, 1863. Lincoln's whole soul was truly in being a president for all Americans. And I hope to God above that President Biden can follow the example set by the man in charge the last time this country was at its breaking point. See, at this level of the game, call it the major leagues, the big leagues, the big time, whatever you want, but when you're walking the hallowed halls of Congress, your whole soul has to be in it. Not part of your soul, not a little chunk of it, but your whole soul. Nearly 400 million of us are counting on that to be true. It seems that's not a message that's translated well into America's favorite sports leagues. Just look at the ESPN homepage right now. Front and center, it's all about Deshaun Watson. Where will he go? Who's willing to pay the most to jump the line in the DW sweepstakes? Although Watson told Mike Florio of NBC's Pro Football Talk that he hadn't, quote-unquote, asked for a trade yet, a Sports Illustrated article last week quoted Deshaun as saying he, again, quote-unquote, just wants out of the Texans organization after they apparently solicited, then disregarded his opinion about who should be hired as Houston's new GM and, more importantly to Watson, new head coach. Then there's the ever-evolving situation with the NBA. James Harden finally got his wish to get out of Houston after abusing some of the younger members of the team, which, side note here, I don't know what's happening in H-Town, but if I were somebody important, I'd start figuring out how to stop the bleeding. Meanwhile, Kyrie Irving is still AWOL from the Brooklyn Nets because, well, personal issues is about as good of an explanation as we're going to get. Kyrie was caught partying without a mask, which in this day and time is viewed as worse than driving while impaired. After the first game of the season came and went without Irving on the floor, he told reporters that, and I quote, I just didn't want to play. Again, he said, I just didn't want to play. Mind you, Irving is under contract in Brooklyn for four years and $136.5 million. And personal reasons are going to keep you out, huh? Even Stephen A. Smith said publicly that Kyrie should retire if he doesn't want to play. Frankly, that's what my boss would tell me. But honestly, this is a monster of our own design. We've grown accustomed to seeing this out of the NBA. When you're a part of the world's greatest basketball league, it can be difficult to hear that you need to be more of a team player. Big egos and eccentric personas have defined the association for decades. Dennis Rodman, anyone? But I expected better from Deshaun Watson in the NFL. Those I've been around who know Deshaun say that he's one of the most humble, hardworking football players they've ever associated with. Of course, when you add four years and $156 million into the mix, egos are always the next thing to inflate after bank accounts. Here's the meat that I'm taking away from this ongoing saga with high-profile athletes sitting out or demanding to get out of their admittedly pretty good situations. Everything they're doing, the angry, snide remarks toward team leadership, the blow-ups at practice and behind closed doors, the constant airing of grievances about their current state of affairs, 
is all just a window into the souls of these players. While these guys moan and complain on their way out the door, look at Philip Rivers. He just retired after 17 seasons in the NFL, and SB Nation affiliate BoltsFromTheBlue.com hit me with some ridiculous numbers. 252 straight games started for San Diego and L.A. How about that for Phillip Rivers? Which means he never missed a start since taking over at quarterback in 2006. That streak includes an AFC championship game that happened six days. Six days after he had a torn ACL surgically repaired. But what does Uncle Phil have to say about hanging it up? Well, according to the San Diego Union-Tribune's Kevin Acey, Rivers said, I can still throw it. I love to play. But that's always going to be there. I'm excited to go coach high school football. Philip Rivers' whole soul was in his craft. Do you know why I sit here and record this rambling spot every week? Because my whole soul is in it. There comes a time when you have to decide which side of the fence you want to be on. Are you in or are you out? That's the question I ask myself every morning. That's the question that Kyrie Irving and Deshaun Watson are facing in their careers. Harden's back to scoring triple doubles in Brooklyn, so I expect he'll be quiet for a while. And that's the question all Americans are being asked on this Inauguration Day 2021. Like Abe Lincoln said, if my name ever goes into history, what will it be for? Will you be known for half-assing and hoping? Or will you be known for putting your soul in it? Think about it. I'm Caleb Peake, and frankly, I needed to chew on that too. No matter what mood you're in today on Inauguration Day, everybody's always in the mood for free money. It's Monkey Knife Fight time, monkeyknifefight.com. If you don't have an account yet, you're missing out on daily fantasy sports props. A lot of fun to be had over there. Use the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K, when you set up a new account. MonkeyKnifeFight.com will match your initial investment up to $50 and also give you a $5 free play. Jeremy likes to give you his pick of the night in this segment every day. Tonight, what's the game? Tonight I'm playing the 2x2 Rapid Fire 3X Multiplier in the Dallas Mavericks-Indiana Pacers game. I will take Demodotus Sabonis plus 6.5 points over Luka Doncic. I will take Kristaps Porzingis minus two and a half points over Willie or t- minus two and a half rebounds over Willie Colley Stein. That game will take your five dollar buy-in, turn it into a fifteen dollar profit. Sabonis can score that close with Luca. Uh, Sabonis has been one of the best players in the NBA, and nobody knows it. That's okay. the reason his line's so high. He's a top five DFS play in the NBA every night, really, and without uh, a Victor Oladipo. Here's the thing: I don't really know who's going to stop him. Because he's tremendously good, and Willie Colley Stein likes to get in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that I'm taking. Gotcha. Plus, with no and now you have no Miles Turner either, which means it's Malcolm Brogdon and it's Demata to Sabonis, and that's just about it. Okay, that's all. I'm down. MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Create your account today. Again, they match your initial investment up to fifty dollars. Give you a five dollar free play as well for using the promo code Tank. Now you got a you got a audible one of your earlier picks. I do, yeah. The the so when the the AP thing sent me uh, that a game was canceled, they sent me that the wrong game was canceled. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, Memphis Portland is not a game on this schedule. I apologize. They sent me the wrong game, which is why I did not pick that one. I got, but you. that game will not happen. Okay. So we're all set. So any of you that are DFS players, uh, let the sadness begin <laughs> because that's where all the value was tonight. Oh no. Jeremy's been in here trying to look up his DFS whisperer to see if what the big 
what the big tips are. Uh, yeah, because I had two in that game, and then they just went, flew right out the window. The NBA is still trying to get a handle on the coronavirus and the spread within players and the close contacts and all of that. Obviously, games being postponed left and right in the NBA, it seems like, and so now they're changing the rules again. Because players are not avoiding unnecessary contact on game nights, the NBA is now going to be moving team security into the midcourt area before all of the games. They're getting security guards to keep these guys from handshakes and hugs at midcourt. Well, that's just fantastic. <laughs> I thought that was a story that might, you know, lift your spirits today, Jeremy, because you just you've had such a banner day. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, we have breaking news. Who's gonna break the news? 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 Earlier in the show, Tank told you that Michael Brantley had a deal done with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh huh. Yeah, he was wrong. It's the Houston Astros. Oh, he's re-signed with the Astros yeah. now. That was the reason they said this deal's not done because right. he was negotiating with somebody else. He has agreed. To a two-year deal with the Houston Astros. All right. That's a little bit of a hit for the Blue Jays fans who got really excited after the George Springer news as well. But I'm sure all six of them will recover in time for the Bills game this weekend. Taking a slap at Canada's favorite team. (laughs) Is it fair to give them that moniker? Mm, No. Now, come on. They're the only one. It's got to be. It's their favorite baseball team. There you go. You got the Raptors too, who you know won a title yeah, recently I mean, enough. Obviously, and the fact that ba- basketball is more popular than baseball, I yeah, yeah, get that, get that as well. Buffalo Bills would be their uh, football. I would, team. I would. Buffalo was that's who exactly who I was going right, to say. I mean, they played home games in Toronto before, so I would imagine that that is Canada's favorite team. But yeah, Canada's team. Good job. We'll be back here on ESPN Asheville tomorrow at three. Sportsocracy tomorrow morning at nine a.m.